Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. On this episode of the SNSW Podcast, we have reaction to the decision of three major sports leagues to boycott play because of the shooting of Jacob Blake. We'll also discuss what actions can and should be taken to address the issue of social unrest in the future. This is the SNSW Podcast, and it's all relative. Welcome to episode three of the SNSW podcast. I'm Craig D'Alessandro, EP of the SNSW Network. If this is your first time finding us, welcome. We're thrilled to have you here with us. The SNSW podcast is usually a one-hour weekly, two-hour monthly podcast recapping the biggest stories in the world of sports with a New England flavor. The show notes and transcripts of today's episode can be found in the show notes below, as well as our WordPress and Buzzsprout pages. If this is your first time finding us, please consider subscribing. It's the easiest way to see when we publish new episodes. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever you generally find your podcasts. Be sure to rate us and leave a review of any of our shows. We always appreciate the feedback. On today's show, we have Rayshon Buchanan, Dave Clark, and our host for this episode is Joe Malkin. We are recording today's show on Wednesday, August 26th, to be published on Thursday, August 27th. You might have noticed that we uploaded two podcasts today, and there's a reason for that. Episode two is recorded Tuesday, August 25th, and in the 24 hours since we recorded that, things have changed dramatically in one of the subjects we covered, and that is the NBA. When we first started talking about doing this podcast, two of the things we talked about specifically was the possibility that we may need to do emergency podcasts if the situation calls for it, and two, that we really wanted to stay away from discussing anything political or anything involving social justice too much unless we absolutely had to. And unfortunately, this show falls under both categories. And with that, I give you Joe Malkin. Thank you, Craig, and welcome in everybody to the SNSW Podcast, Episode 3. I am Joe Malkin, along with Rayshon Buchanan, Dave Clark, and... Craig D'Alessandro, R.E.P. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Now, uh, today alone, uh, we have seen a shakeup in sports, which started uh, in the Orlando bubble of the NBA and has since uh, spilled over to four major sports, uh, the NBA, the WNBA, uh, MLS, and the MLB. Uh, and that issue is the shooting uh, of... Kenosha, Wisconsin resident Jacob Blake uh, this past weekend and the NBA today finally said they have had enough and they are boycotting. Uh, It began with the uh, hometown uh, Milwaukee Bucks 
or I should say Wisconsin home Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, and that spilled over to the Rockets and the Thunder. Uh, and then the Celtics and Raptors decided to boycott their game as well. Uh, shortly after uh, the three, those NBA teams uh, decided to boycott, uh, the NBA officially canceled all three games, or at least postponed them. I shouldn't say canceled. They postponed those three games uh, until further notice. And shortly after that announcement was made, uh, it was said that the Milwaukee Brewers of Major League Baseball uh, decided to strike uh, from their game against the Cincinnati Reds this afternoon or this evening. And uh, right about the same time, there were, I believe, five NBA, uh, WNBA games tonight. Um, it was either three or five. And uh, all of those uh, have been postponed. Now, as you guys may know, and many of you listening may know, uh, the WNBA parent company is the NBA. Uh, so no surprise there. Uh, and then the Los Angeles Dodgers and San Francisco Giants of the MLB also decided to uh, strike from their game this evening. And then the MLS had five games to kick off this evening. And those games have also been postponed. So just giving you a rundown of, of where we've gone today uh, when it comes to this social injustice um, that has occurred once again uh, is really the way we have to phrase it tonight. And it's, it's terrible that we have to phrase it that way. It's terrible that we have to phrase it anyway at this point. And as Craig said in the open, we very rarely, very rarely want to touch or, or mix sports with politics and social injustice. But tonight, uh, today, I feel like there's just no way. And immediately when this happened, we all, we all got together and said, some kind of response has to be given from our end because it does involve exactly what we um, love talking about on this podcast and that's sports. Um, and guys, I, I'll welcome you in now to kind of give your opening thoughts on this before we get into discussion. But uh, just based on that opening information and the reason why all of this is happening, um, I, I think the best place to go from here is to Rayshon. So on episode two, you know, I, I mentioned briefly that, um, you know, I understood the premise for boycotts, but, you know, I, I thought because of the potential implications financially that they uh, would still play. I, I just figured that there would just be too much money involved, but I'm really glad to see that uh, there, there was solidarity because, you know, at first we, we only heard about the Celtics and uh, Bucks doing it. And I said, well, I, I get that they're doing it, but it's like it can't just be a one-off where it's, it's just it's just them. So you know, it's, it, it was important for other teams to uh, to join in with them. So I, I was happy to see that. Um, I didn't think it was going to spread to the major major league baseball to MLS. Um, I wasn't surprised with the WNBA because uh, people like Skylar Diggins and Candace Parker, you know, they've been really outspoken with. Uh, you know, with social injustice and, you know, making people say their names and, you know, talking about Russell Nacosta killed Breonna Taylor. So um, I knew that once this happened, I knew for sure they would get to a point where they would use their platform uh, either to speak more about it or in this case, not, not to play. So um, Dave, I'll let you go and you, uh, you know, you can say what you, what you think about what's going on so far. So, yeah, I mean, like Joe said at the start of the show, it's just such a bummer that we have to um, keep, 
living through this and keep seeing stuff like this happen over and over and over again and nothing changes um you know we saw when the bubble in the nba came back athletes kneeling for black lives matter wearing messages of social justice on their jerseys um being uh, empowered to and allowed to speak out on these issues and it kind of felt for a minute uh, like there was a return to normalcy. And we, we talked um, the other day, yesterday on the podcast we recorded yesterday that um, basically just about sports, you know, like the thing that we love to do. Um, we made some bold predictions for some upcoming series. We were already right about some stuff. And the, uh, the things that we didn't predict was this today, like you said, Ray. And um I think, you know, it's, it's, it was such a rolling, developing story today in the world of sports. It was impossible for us not to talk about it. But also from a moral standpoint, I think anyone that's living in the world should, should look it in the face and realize that this is a thing that you need to, to parse out and discuss with the people around you and think about because it's a real thing. And as much as you go on Facebook or Twitter and you see comments where it's like, great, well, they've boycotted. What has that done? Well, we're talking about it. You know, we're sitting here, we're talking exactly. about it. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're a podcast where we made sure to get together to discuss it. You know, we've been talking about it all day in our, in our Slack group chat and um, everybody on all of social media is talking about it. So it, it worked. It already worked. It brought attention to the issue. Um, I don't know what happens from here, though, because it seems like there's nothing that any of us can do. You know, when, when you're raised in a country that touts freedom of speech and freedom of expression and freedom of protest where you can change things with your dissenting voice and opinion, mm-hmm. and then it turns out that that for some groups of people doesn't seem to be the case. Even people in positions of power are criticized when they, they make a stand or they, or they boycott or they walk away from their jobs or their sports. You know, I I understand. I understand why they're feeling so exasperated and so um, hopeless and, and not know, knowing what else to do. And I'll also say lastly, that I think it was completely appropriate for it, it to be the Milwaukee Bucks to start this off. I think that it was, awesome that they did that. I think it's uh, a bunch of men and women in a generation that's often criticized for being, uh, you know, thankless and, and lazy and not active and not hardworking, trying their absolute best to make a change in the face of a lot of resistance and a lot of nothing changing. So I, I'm actually, I'm super proud of those guys and, you know, you and me and, and everybody here does a podcast about sports, so it's not in our best interest for sports to go away. But um, I think sometimes it's just not a game, you know. It's unprecedented in so many ways, and there's so many layers to this. Like we we know to the black and white at the core what the issue is, right? Um, we know what needs to be changed but like you said dave when when it comes to professional athletes taking a stand and taking away the entertainment that so many people look forward to on a daily basis maybe that is when we'll finally 
start paying attention. And one of the one of the things you look at when it comes to inequalities in this country, um, one of the points we can go back to is Jackie Robinson when he came into Major League Baseball and how he fought on the field uh, in order to to gain that respect for for him and and an entire group of people. Um, it, it, this is so much different when when you're you're talking uh, about sides that are that have come so close over the years and another layer that blows me away and well to 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 end that point is we're not doing it on the on the field or on the court now right now we're doing it by stepping off the court uh and saying you know basketball is not important right now uh ryan braun of the milwaukee brewers baseball is not what's important right now uh the wmba each team that's in their bubble uh, took a stand or took a knee on the court uh, that they all play on um, after announcing that their games had been postponed this evening. So many people look at this and say to get to the next level, well, look at these pampered millionaires. What are they going to do? Well, something that no one else is. Uh, These pampered millionaires who have worked so hard to get where they are, uh, we're not talking about slackers. I mean, you look at LeBron James and and have your opinions about the man, but he has a platform that he's using, and so are so many other NBA players. Whether they be black, white, uh, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. Every NBA player that, that decided tonight to take a stand has done something good um, for humanity because uh, – you know, I, I, I think we've all said it. I've said it a million times, but uh, someone, one of us said it this afternoon. And so we're, we're talking about humanity. Like we're ta- It's a very simple concept when you break it down. And um, I know that you guys have seen it and, and um, so many opinions on social media, whether it be uh, Twitter or Facebook, of people that we all kind of know uh, where they sit. Uh, on the on the spectrum uh and saying things like well i didn't watch the nba anyway well that's your prerogative i mean that's fine but we didn't need to know that now you're not gonna you're gonna continue to not watch it because of this i mean that that just blows me away um that's your prerogative if you don't want to watch it but if you're not going to watch it because you think the whiny millionaire should shut up and play ball I think it's time to look at the um, the whiny millionaires that are our elected officials who decide to do nothing with the, with this issue, and that's why it takes the whiny millionaires to to start something to to get stuff moving. Um, I, I just we all know it, and and I, I want to make sure I'm directing this conversation, um, especially towards you guys. So, I mean jump in and add whatever you want at some point. Cause I don't want this to be the Joe show here. Um, I, I did express some of my thoughts earlier on this and, and every other issue. Uh, but we're, we're not, we're not dealing with sports here. This isn't what we're talking about. It's not shut up and play. All right. Um, there, there will be repercussions on both sides of this, but as Dave said in his opening statement, um, we hold ourselves to this standard where the first amendment matters so much and it does. Right. I mean, that's, 
if we want to get historical on everybody, that's what we left as a nation to get what we have. We, we left a nation that did not allow us the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the freedom of, of press, the freedom to assemble, the freedom to protest. They, they didn't allow that. But now we have that. And as Dave said, we, we are now shunned for doing those things. So at what point, Rayshon, I'll, I'll kick this question to you. What, at what point does the, the peaceful protest, not the rioting and the looting, but at what point do the peaceful protests um, make a difference and, and steps are taken? I mean, this is a, this is a fight that have, has been fought for so very long. So at what, at what point um, do, do athletes stepping off the court, what, at what point does that make a difference? Um, well, I mean, I, I think it starts, it, it, it could start now, you know, um, you know, like I said, like we talked about, we didn't think that it was something that was going to actually happen, but the fact that they came together, you know, talked it out, thought it out. Um, this is actually what Kyrie Irving was, was speaking about, you know? Um, and, you know, I, I, I knew I had to bring this up when we, when we would talk about this because, um, I remember slamming him. I think some of us have slammed him for his thoughts. I very um, rarely and, agree yeah. with him, but he was spot yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was spot on about what he was saying. And you know, some some owe him an apology. To be honest, um, you know, he talked about it being bigger than basketball. And you know, we just made it as a default. Well, you're just saying this because you're not playing. It's easy to say don't play when you're not playing and you're not going to be in the playoffs or whatever. Um, but to answer the question, like the peaceful process. Start, it starts with stuff like this. So, um, but to be honest, like, it can't just be a game. Um, it, may, it can't even be two games. Like, they may go ahead and just be – go drastically and just say, you know what, we're just going to end the season. Um, and I, I want to say this on air. I want to say this for the record. Um, I had to check my privilege or check my, um, check my mindset or ego at the door. So, yet, yesterday I was, I was thinking, like, you know, I'm like, okay, I want to see – the second round. I want to see the Celtics play the Raptors. I want to see, but it's like, wait a minute. Am I saying this um, because I'm bored and want entertainment? And that answer was yes. I wanted entertainment. I was, and I, and I want to keep doing this show. Um, so, you know, we have, I had invested interest in it, but I had to think about it as, as a black man, I, I should want the same thing they, they want. And, you know, I, I want the injustice. I want the injustice to stop. Um, I want the, you know, I want the, the shootings to stop. I want the, you know, whatever negative is happening. I want, all, I want that all to stop. So um, I really, I remember having to check myself yesterday. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, yeah, you want them to play, but this is not about the second round of playoffs. We're sound like this is, this is much bigger than that. And I'm glad that other athletes have joined in and, and uh, you know, like I said, hopefully it stays this peaceful and hopefully they now bring uh, more change than they ever expected. And that's, that's where it gets, interesting isn't it like shouldn't we all want all of those things you just mentioned which is which is the i think um the issue that i have uh and rayshon to go to your point uh about about the protests and and you know it, it starts now the the problem is, is it started so very long ago and uh we talked just before we got on that it was there was a resurgence about four years ago uh in a in a preseason nfl game uh, where a quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers by the name of Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the national anthem. 
and shocked the entire sports world, shocked the nation, shocked the world um, that he that he took a knee during the, the national anthem of the United States. And that was four years ago to the day, um, which is, is kind of eerie in a way. But also, why why now? Why now is the commissioner of football saying, oh, I should have listened then? Um, I, I've always learned in cooking that it's best to put the, the pasta in the pot before the water boils over the sides uh, and not wait for, uh, not wait for something bad to happen uh, but before we, we prevent things. Um, so, I mean, this started so long ago and Dave, I, I can hear you uh, over there and I'll, I'll let you take over here. Cause I, I know you have some thoughts on this. Go ahead. Um. I just I think it's such a good point you just brought up where it's it's this thing of the the idea that people miss the completely miss the point of Colin Kaepernick's protest, you know, and even though he was saying it, they completely missed the point. They missed the point of the George Floyd protest that happened, you know, um, this year. And you start to ask yourself, why, why do they keep missing the point when you're explaining it to them? Why are, are vast swaths of people completely missing the point? It's because they don't want to hear it. Roger Goodell didn't want to hear it. You know, he, he didn't want to be at the center of this conversation. He just wanted to keep making money hand over fist with the NFL, which, you know, I mean, there's a part of me that, that doesn't begrudge him that emotion. I begrudge him his reaction and I, I begrudge him the idea uh, I, I begrudge him everything he did after that and how he completely screwed up his reaction to the, to the Kaepernick protest. But like Ray said, it's in us to have personal biases. It's, it's in us to have the first thing that happens. The first thing that you think is, well, how does this affect me? Like how, what, what do I want? You know? And even Ray as a black man was like, Oh, but I want basketball to still be playing. You know what I mean? And it's like, so, then you look around the rest of the country and you can understand that how people don't in immediately and initially um, uh, themselves understand what's going on because it's is, not their experience. You know, is, isn't that ironic at the same time? Like, like let's stop and think about how ironic that is. So we, we hear today and kind of hypocritical in a lot of ways. Uh, if you if you look at, again, I can't believe there's two sides to this argument, but if you look at, not this argument, but just in general, there's two sides to the coin. The, the NBA, shock and awe, right? Like, hey, by the way, uh, we're just not showing up. We're going to sit in the locker room. Like, the Orlando Magic are on the floor. The Bucks don't come out for pregame warm-ups. And that's, and that's that. And now all of a sudden it's, whoa, what what's going on and and what do human beings not like the most is is sudden and immediate change but aren't these injustices uh and and i i, I want to throw this out there for for everybody listening because you can you're allowed to to have your own thoughts on on these it doesn't mean you're um right and most of the time you're probably wrong uh, but when those things happen, when, when the shootings of human beings happens um, at the hand of people who are intended to protect the community, isn't that shock and awe? Isn't that the same thing? Don't people jump to conclusions about the exact 
same thing. So while we're sitting here going, well, I want basketball and other people are saying, well, I don't want civil unrest. So you, you, you have to, you have to check yourself at the door as Ray said about, about, you know, check your privilege, right? Why, why is not having sports wrong, but the other thing, okay. So Dave, I, I just want to, cause it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't, you, it's like, there's, there's no definite answer. It's a good question to like, think about, but the first thing is that you don't, you and I, Joe, don't look like anyone that's getting murdered in by police in these videos. So whilst we maybe have the kind of perspective or view that like we can empathize and relate, I mean, we're from the East Coast, you know what I mean? Like the people on coasts have, have that view. Like we're in that echo chamber already. We're in that kind of uh, progressive echo chamber already. There's There's people that just they're not evil people. They just get bad information. You know what I mean? It's like every piece yeah. of social media, everybody lives inside their own echo chamber. And it, there's it, the spectrum of political bias runs a gambit in our group. There's six of us. And we have conversations that where, where we differ completely politically, but it has, it retains civility because we all have a vested interest in one another right. and in, in retaining civility for this product that we put out. Right. But because social media is just the bathroom wall and it completely takes down this, this veil of, of society, people's true biases actually come out, which could end up in the long term, And I'm talking hundreds of years, be a positive, but right now, if you're, if the, to answer your question, why right now, why is it like, why is it all like coming up right now? It's, it's because it's always been there. It's just, people are showing their asses now. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's just what's happening. I think it's my theory. I, I don't have the answers. I'm yeah. just a sports podcaster. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and that's why, you know, I, I keep trying to, to make sure we don't, we don't go into territory that um, we don't belong in. Uh, and, but, you know, ra- racism because uh, that's kind of what we're boiling down to. And Rayshon, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but ra- racism is kind of what, in a lot of ways, we're, we're talking about. And one sport that has always been uh, at the forefront of attempting to tackle racism is uh, international football or soccer, as we like to call it here in the United States. And it has um, worked and also completely failed. Uh, we have seen players at the international level walk off of fields um, because they felt they were uh, – I, I shouldn't say felt, they, because something was said to them from the stands, and they took a stand and either went into the stands or just refused to play. Uh, entire teams have walked off the field because uh, stuff has been said from from the stands. And – this is where those lines blur as Craig again said in the open and why we're here because those lines are getting blurry um, where sports, I I don't want to say matter less, um, but it is just a game at the end of the day. Right. Um, Yes, we consume it uh, and we give our money to these uh, teams, these organizations, these TV outlets and that's why these guys are paid like they are um and there's just so many layers and i i can't even wrap my head around it and i but i keep looking down at rayshon and i'm like ray take this over and give me something because man it's it's um it's it's so interesting and it, it and interesting is such a weird word to use 
Um, but when it comes to, to sports and, and what they mean to us, clearly they are very important to us. I mean, Rayshon, I, I could listen to you read the basketballreference.com page for the Boston Celtics, and I could, I could probably just relax listening to you talk about because that's just how good you are with basketball. I mean, I don't want to listen to Dave talk about Liverpool football. That would probably just put me to sleep or make me real angry. Uh, but <laughs> – but Ray, I mean, you know, we're we're sitting here talking about sports, and you know, you you said before we got on here, um, say our piece, and I, I feel as though the six of us have always been aligned um, in our thoughts on on these specific issues, um, the issues that are going on, because I think we're all uh, humane individuals who know um, that a human is a human, uh, regardless of what they look like, um, but. Ray, I mean, give me give me some more outlook on you know whether it's your feelings on on the situation or, um, you know, sports and racism or whatever whatever you want to say. No, so I so I share the same sentiment with you, uh, Joe, about uh, Dave and Liverpool. Before we get to the next point, <laughs> just want to laugh about that. But uh, <laughs> no, Dave's um, about to sign off. Yeah, I know, right? But it's, it's okay. Um, no, but I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you guys have said the things that you said, um, because to me, that's how the conversation uh, goes further. You know, I think sometimes, you know, we get worried about, you know, saying the wrong thing or we don't know what to say because we haven't been in a situation. And that's OK. As long as you're sharing how you empathize with something and that you try to under, or that you seek understanding because uh, to not seek understanding or to be silent. Uh, really means that you're being compliant and that you're okay with what's going on. Um, so it's important to speak out. So whether you're using uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, you send out a text messages or whatever, um, do that, you know, tell, tell a friend that you have this, a person of color, you know, how, how you feel about them. Um, but let it be genuine, not just because something, something's going on. Like I said, I've known you guys for 10 plus years. Um, and it wasn't, and it wasn't just because something happened to George Floyd that I heard from you guys. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that's another thing too. Um, but it, it, to, to tie it back into with, with the athletes, um, I want to touch on the NFL because uh, someone asked me, uh, has texted me, well, you know, do you think that the NFL is going to play? And I said, yeah, I do. Um, I don't think that they're going to say maybe much on the issue. And that's mainly because they're, uh, what's the word? They're, so then they, no, not proactive. They, they're reactionary. So, something happens and they, then they want to react, which is why Roger Goodell has been, been going on uh, this redemption tour, so to speak. And, you know, yes, we know they dropped the ball with Colin Kaepernick. They dropped the ball with, with a lot of things in the NFL. But I think now they need to lean on the richest sermons of the world. They need to lean on someone like Ryan, well, Ryan Clark is not playing anymore, but that's someone I think they should connect with uh, when they do NFL symposiums. Like, have these conversations with these players about how – to make things better, not just within the NFL, um, but how the NFL is going to convey a message uh, to, to its audience and, it, and into the world. Um, we can no longer be reactionary. We have to be proactive in how we handle this. Uh, so whether that's in sports, whether that's in everyday life, we, we just have to get there. So like I said, I, wanna, I appreciate you, Joe. I appreciate you, Dave. I appreciate you, Craig, uh, for being individuals that want to be agents of change and not just stand by the sidelines and let things just uh, happen and just be said. Um, just because you're scared of what someone's going to say or think about you, honestly, the hell with them. And if you're someone that doesn't want to speak on that, then the hell with you too. 
It's funny though. Well said. It's funny that the the, the spectrum that it runs though, isn't it? Because yep. you have you literally have one side, one end of it where it's us trying our best to have a conversation about race, about how it relates to the subject matter of our podcast, about how we relate to each other. And you and but you also have Colin Kaepernick kneeling and a group of people just saying black lives matter, just matter, not like better or like above or anything, just matter, just like exist and and just want to be taken as a human life, right? And sports to to relate it back to that has always been both progressive and racist at the exact same time. You know, it's it's like especially the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, but the last, the, I read today that the last um, boycott of a game was actually Bill Russell and the Celtics in the 60s, the last time players, in, in response to racial injustice, the last time players sat out, um, which, you know, Boston's got its own set of problems with, with, race, with race and everything that go along with it. But the, the spectrum that it runs is, is people saying keep politics out of sports, keep this out of sports. It's always been a part of sports. It never has it, you know, you, it, it can hold itself up as a paragon when uh, baseball players are, are crossing the color barrier, but then you go, why was there a color barrier <laughs> for so long? You know what I mean? Right. Like why, you know, and, and it, it can be people sitting on the sidelines, like you were saying, like yelling at players, but also watching these players, participate in the commodity that you're purchasing you know what i mean it's like you you're how can you watch basketball and be a fan of the nba and say oh god just just get on with it like it, it's like it's predominantly an african-american league you know what i mean like what they say is what you well, should take seriously I just so that, that happens mind. that happens because you know and you know we've all been guilty of this as well i think well i mean i don't want to speak for y'all I'll speak for myself um when you think when you see someone getting a certain amount of money, you just think they're supposed to take whatever. So because LeBron's getting, you know, thirty plus million, Russell West was getting thirty plus million. Like I mean, for instance, I remember a few years ago, I think in Utah, a fan to yell something racially uh, charged to him, and you know, Russell Westbrook <laughs> is from LA, and you know, so he he, he responded accordingly. And, you know, so, if, oh, he's, he's Russell Westbrook's off with this. It's like, no, he's a human being. And you right. just can't say what you want to say because you want to. Because you wanna, he makes millions of yeah, dollars. Yeah, because yeah. He, makes, yeah, he makes the millions of dollars and you want to troll an athlete. Like, that's, that's insane to me. That's, well, that's a joke of an argument. That blows me away, too, because you, you look at the, the, the level and the work. that the, And this, this blows me away in, in so many factions of life. Um, but when you look at professional athletes, and, and I, I, I want to use um, Richard Sherman um, as, as a good example. Um, Richard Sherman is a, is a black athlete. Richard Sherman has a four-year degree from Stanford University. Richard Sherman is a brilliant human being. Just because he plays a sport doesn't mean he's not smart. Like people could listen to this podcast and go, well, what do you, what do you guys have any say talking about this? One, you're not black Two, you know, all you do, you just talk about sports, shut up. And it's like, well, no, because you're, you're allowed, you're allowed to have an opinion and you're allowed to have a view on things, even if you don't agree with the person that's, that's voicing that opinion. And unfortunately for us, that goes for the other side too, which 
you know, that, that's, that's just life. But, and Colin Kaepernick, it's just so funny because people make excuses for professional athletes and specifically black professional athletes. Colin Kaepernick takes a knee and starts protesting social injustice and people immediately talk about how he was adopted by a white family, a rich white family and, and got a full ride to Nevada. It's like, well, he didn't choose the family he was adopted by number one. And number two, his hard work and athletic prowess is what got him a scholarship. Now I'll, tell you he something has, else. I'll tell you something else on that point. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it, well, I think yeah. it's a really good point. And I think that it, I'll tell you one thing that we know being sports fans, being people that do a sports podcast you don't get to the top 1% of the top 1% of the biggest sports in the country without being smart. Like you just don't like you can do, you can do like, Oh, he's a dumb jock. You can, you can do that stereotype because you watch the breakfast club one too many times. All you want. The fact of the matter is it it, raw talent doesn't get you there. And, and regardless of anything else, like raw talent just doesn't get you there. You have to be smart. Like there's, there's players because of, and we're not going to get into this, I know, but because of the disproportionate um, wealth gap between races, there's players, African-American players in top, uh, top sports that were in environments that the people criticizing them have no idea about, like have no concept of, of understanding. And they had to be so smart to navigate those environments without without uh being destroyed by them and then make it to the top level at the end of the day just because they're playing a sport success is still success you know what i mean like they still did it well and that's and that's another point i want to i want to touch on and and my next point is not to diminish the the careers and the livelihoods of of teachers as as rayshawn is one of doctors of nurses i know people in all of these professions of police officers firefighters it doesn't doesn't matter this isn't to diminish that but going off of what dave just said when the guy making millions of dollars who has worked his butt off uh, is on the court or on the field or on the ice, wherever he is, and then he opens his mouth, that, that, it, that is okay. We probably should listen at some point because those people, as you just said, Dave, I mean, whether you have a silver spoon in your mouth or not, you, you've probably dealt with some kind of adversity in your life. Um, but the, it's, it's always funny to me that the people in the stands that paid $70 for a ticket, $10 for a beer, $7 for a hot dog are the ones that are belligerent and yelling racial slurs at the guys on the court and think that that's okay. Like that, that blows me away is that you think you, you think you can walk in get drunk and belligerent and just yell like, I mean, okay. I, I have yelled at players and officials at, at sporting events. I think we all have. I'm never going to yell something that is going to personally attack that person. And, and I'm not saying that makes me any better or worse than anyone else in the world, but I've never been one to, to yell out something that, that attacks them, their character or their skin color or culture. Um, you want to yell at somebody, yell about their performance on the field. Um, right. I, and, and, right. But you, you know why that's the case though? Because you know, it's not that deep. Like you said, it's, it's just yeah. it's just a game at the end of the day, right? So, um, I, I think I seen. Oh gosh, I figured what game I, I went to uh, might have been. Yeah, actually, oh, when I was down in Miami, went to see the Celtics against Heat, and I was down, you know, in the one hundred level, and I I was on LeBron James all night. Got no hair, 
<laughs> you know, you can't, you can't. Well, it does now. I was like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of, but in the middle, it, it looks a whole, it looks a whole lot differently. Um, and we just ended everything. No, I'm just kidding. But no, um, <laughs> no, but no, you know, I was getting about his hair, his headband looking crazy, um, his jump shot being off. I'm, I'm saying whatever I need, I need to say. But like I said, it, it was never going to be a derogatory term, um, even though he might find the hair job offensive, but, you know, whatever, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's why, at that point, you have a million dollars, sir. Buy, buy some hair. That, 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 <laughs> and that he I'll did. Maybe, yeah, it was, maybe it was you that caused him to go out and get plugs. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it was me. You know, I'll, 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 say, I'll say credit for that. But it's just like, it's just having to know, like, look, it's never that deep, guys. Like, so if you're listening to this tomorrow or you're listening to this in the future, Know that when you go to a sporting event in the future, listen, you want to get on the athlete, that's fine. There's nothing wrong right. with that. But you're not to yell something derogatory um, to, and, think, and think that it's okay. Really, it's, it's, it says a lot about you. Uh, and it just it says a lot about how much you're not looking to change. And, you know, yeah. I, I kind of want to shift gears for a second because we talked about this in the pre-show too. Um, I want to give a shout out to, to Kenny Smith. Uh, Kenny Smith, who is a, um, he's one of the uh, people on inside the NBA uh, on TNT, and you know, you know, this is gonna be a lot. There was supposed to be some games tonight, as we know, and you know, so he he spoke up there, and you know, he he mentioned about how you know he was his head was about to explode, you know, he just kind of felt really felt on fire, and really just impromptu, just made a decision to, you know, really walk up and leave. And you know, kudos to Ernie Johnson who said, you know, he respect he respected that decision. Um, Ernie Johnson, you know, right. the best in the game. Yeah, he is. He's awesome. And you know, he respected the decision immediately. Um, I'm hoping others, other announcers, other sports uh, shows, they do that. So whether it's people on Undisputed, whether it's on First Things First, or whatever. Um, just I hope I hope people follow that, and not because they've seen it, but because they really feel that that's something that would help or maybe they just don't want to talk about it in that in that moment and and, and that's okay um but you know just oh yeah go ahead Joe. no i was just gonna say if, and if you have the platform to do it do it i i know right. so many people right. on social media whether i know them personally or have seen them through through other conversations so many people jump at the at the the notion that these these guys these whether it's uh you know a, a professional athlete or a broadcaster or whatever it is, again, going back to the whole idea of, uh, you know, shut up and play, or that's not your job. Like, no, but you go on Facebook and do the same thing. And I know what you do for a living too. So we're, but it's freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Well, right. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly it. And that's what I said before, right? Like it doesn't matter if you agree or disagree with their opinions. Some people's opinions are blatantly wrong as we, as we now know, the, the people that decide to look at um, factors that uh, do not uh, correlate to the outcome of a situation uh, as using that as evidence of why things happen as I'm doing it in code, because I, I really don't want to go down that, that, that road. But, you know, it, it's, and, and to kind of make it a little, this isn't light, but a, a lighter topic, uh, Lauren Duvernay Tardif, is an NFL lineman uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Canadian, Canadian born. He is, I, I believe, he is black, um, and he ha- has a doctorate um, in medicine and masters in surgery. And he came out a couple of years ago talking about um, CTE and concussions 
very, very well-spoken young man. And I say young man because he's four years younger than me. It's, it's always really weird when I am now older than the guys that I'm watching play sports on TV. Um, but he came out and said something. And again, people were like, what does this guy know? How, how can he talk about it? And it's like, well, first of all, he's an NFL football player. And he's a lineman. So he's very likely had a concussion. But he's also literally a doctor. Literally a doctor. And what it comes down to in, in kind of my point of what I'm going to here is, and I think we would all agree, it's amazing in the, the world, the, the age of information that we live in, that people can be so ignorant and not do a simple search on the internet, or even say, you know, like, like we do so often with these issues, uh, because we do talk to him daily, is like, hey, Ray, how do you feel about this? You know, I, I came on before we got on the show and, and gave Ray one of my opinions on this whole thing. Um, not expecting the answer I got back was that he, he agrees with me. And, and it's okay if he didn't, but I was, I was pleasantly surprised when he did. And the, the point is, is that if you can have a conversation, instead of telling somebody to shut up and dribble or shut up and play, and you can just have a conversation with the person and hear them out and hear their experiences, because there are things that, and I'm making this about people, not, not race. There are things that Craig has gone through there are things that Dave has gone through. There are things that Rayshon has gone through and things that I have gone through in our, that we've gone through in our lives that the, the one of those other guys may not know about. But if it comes up in conversation, you damn well better believe that we're all going to talk about those things and have a conversation to understand what's actually going on and understand and experience that one of our fellow human beings. I don't even care if you're a friend or an acquaintance or a complete stranger. Just talk and shut up and talk, which is weird to say, right? But it's, it's so true. Just listen. And, and you, can, you can just do so many things if you just listen. Like, right, I mean, he's right here. Rayshon is no better or worse than me because of the color of his skin. But I can tell you, he's a teacher of young people in a, a pretty tough city. And he does a pretty good job, from what I can tell. And he survived Miami. So, better than I can do. You know, so, I, I mean, I don't mean to get too deep and, and pull it away from sports. And, Dave, I can kind of see, like, a conf- not a confused look on your face, but, like, you're, you're trying to put everything together. And I, I, I feel like I'm railroading, as, as Dave likes no, to say. No, no, so not at all, not at all. I th- I think it's a good point. I think that. I, it just got me thinking as you were talking about it. It's like, it, I feel like I remember being in school and I think that I was kind of taught that we had fixed racism by the time that, like, by the time I got here, you know what I mean? By, like, by who? Just like, it just, you know, when you, you're, when you you're learn about place. like, it's like, look here, but here's like, here, here's Martin Luther King, you know, like he did all this stuff in the 1960s and like he fixed racism. Like, I feel like that's the veiled thing underneath everything. And it's like, I think that's where I'm starting to think that's where people are, are coming from, like on the internet, you know, they're kind of like, well, but uh, don't, don't complain. Look at, look at, look at yeah, them. They like, did that already great, seven you know? years ago. And it's like, but when you say like, just ask somebody about their experiences, like that's where, when I've learned way more, like since, since leaving school and I'm, I'm sure it's different now. Like what, you know, when I was, than when I was growing up, but cause I'm old, but you know, it's like when I speak to people and I learn about their experiences, like that's what, 
that's what I've learned about. You know what I mean? That's when people go like, no, it's not happening to you. It's happening to people that look like me. So just take my word for it. I go like, yeah, all right. <laughs> that like, makes a lot more sense. You know what I mean? What do I know? You know yeah. what I mean? That's, I, no, that's the only reason I was making a face because I was just like, I, I was just thinking back. It's like, man, I got so gypped. You know, it's like nobody, <laughs> nobody ever. I wish I had a teacher like Ray, <laughs> you know, because I'll tell what? you something else. My first black teacher was when I was, got to college. All right. So like, what's, what's that all about? You know what I mean? Like there's, there's issues. Well, it could there, be the right? area, just... but it could be the area you're in too. And I, and I, I don't want to hijack sure, or turn, but... that, turn that conversation, but it, it does also depend on where the opportunity is, but was an opportunity taken away from somebody. And that's why the Rooney rule was instilled in the NFL. Um, and a lot of teams, um, and it, for those of you that don't know what the Rooney rule is in its uh, infancy form, it basically says that you ha- every team, when you're hiring a head coach, you have to interview a minority candidate um, for that position. I, I know Rayshon's giving air quotes. Well, but that's where I'm going is like, so if we were on the, the, the SNSW podcast and like um, we didn't, we didn't have a host, but we knew we wanted Mike as our next host, but there was a rule within the, the, bylaws of podcasts that we had to interview somebody a minority candidate we'd just be like all right well right we're going to interview you to say we did it but we're actually going to give the job to mike but that's what the, that's what the rooney rule was that's what was happening with the rooney rule in so many ways and and now they've made it so that you actually have to not only interview one minority candidate but two and one has to be from outside the organization so i mean you can still mess with that a little bit but you know, to go back to Dave's point, like you, you didn't have a, a black teacher until you got to, to, to college. I, that's, I, I mean, that's pretty cool. Good. They're a college professor. Like, that's awesome. Like, uh, can you imagine Ray as a college professor? That would be awesome, dude. You, you gotta, you get. Well, stay, yeah, yeah stay, 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 stay tuned. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be, that's another show, but I want to, I want to add yeah, to what ahead. she was saying, right? So, um, this is it's not on football, but it's, it's, I mean, on a Rooney rule, but it's tied to that, right? So uh, Nate McMillan, who has been in Indiana the last four years, um, he was also relieved of his duties yesterday. And it made me think about how Brett Brown was given seven years, even though part of it was the process, you know, <laughs> but it's just like, how many, how many guys that look like Nate McMillan would have got 70 years to get that type of uh, turnaround, right? So Nate McMillan had Oladipo hurt, Brogdon was out, Jeremy Lamb was out. There was, you know, there was Sabonis now out. So, so he was missing players. two two All Stars against the right, Miami Heat. Right, yeah, he exactly. Fired. So, yeah. right, so so many so many players that you're missing, and before he can clean out his desk, it's happy trails. And once again, other coaches have gotten longer, you know, uh, longer ropes you know, to, to do the same job. And, you know, next thing you know, it's like, he's gone. So it's like that, that's another thing too, that just has to stop. Um, Cause whether they think, Oh, we're not feeding a 10 narrative. Well, you are. Well, is you is know, that more, organizationally more to, to play devil's advocate and totally jump on you there. Is, is that organizationally? Do you, what do you mean? Like, is that, is that based on that organization and that organization's management? I mean, I don't think Herb, I think Herb Simon is the owner, like Kevin Pritchard. Like, I don't, I don't think Kevin Pritchard has known Nate McMillan for a long time because they used to be over in Portland. So they, they, he knows Nate. I think that's probably why he brought him over there to Indiana. Um, Nate's a tough coach. Nate has 
661 wins in the regular season. Uh, you know, if you listen to it, look it up. I don't, I don't, I, I, I want to say I'm right, but uh, he, yeah, either way, he has over 600 wins in his career. Um, the man could coach, he's been to the playoffs, and I feel like he was in, he was gotten a raw deal. Like, I feel like he should have been able to get at least one more year, uh, with that core. I mean, yeah, sure, you know, you know but you know, and, and that's I, what I, I mean, I, though. But I mean, would, would that have, would that have happened? With another coach, and, and this is this is the so the, no, I I don't I don't because I don't I don't think so. Like I say, I think about Brett Brown. I think about uh, someone. Okay, perfect example in the NBA, someone like George Call. George Call has done nothing in years, but he continuously got here, continuously had a job. And it's like, bro, you made the finals with Seattle in '96. I was I was sipping juice boxes on the playground when he was in the finals, bro. I'm still and sipping you said, juice boxes on the playground. I, I am too, but don't tell anybody. But <laughs> you know, but it's, it's like it's sure. like, no, like it's, it's it's crazy. Jeff, well, Jeff the easy, Fisher, the easiest Jeff thing, Fisher, easiest mediocre. thing, the easiest ahead, way ahead, for ahead. for me to believe that there's insidious and systemic racism in hiring practices in sports. The easiest way to get me to believe it is that you can tell me that you can't even stop police from shooting black people on video and getting away with it. So there's probably some insidious hiring and firing practices that isn't on video, that isn't easy to point to evidence of. It's like you literally are just, you're like, at the end of every show, Rayshon says, arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. What's he actually asking for? Like, if we actually break that down, people, cops broke into the wrong apartment and shot a lady while she was sleeping in her bed. And those cops are still just fine. Like they woke up and had their Wheaties this morning, no problem. And it's, that's the, for me, the easiest, the easiest way to believe. If, if, I know you don't want to believe it because we all have the face of the oppressor. We all have the face of privilege, except for Ray. We all have the everybody in this podcast right now has that. But you got to believe it because, like, look, they can't even stop getting shot on the street, on video. You know what I mean? Of course, of course those things are going on, to me at least. Yeah, sure. And, I mean, and those are the things that we see, right, to, as we're, we're getting close to the end here. So I'll go around the room in just a second to get final thoughts. But, you know, that's, that's kind of – um, where we are with this conversation, right? That's why, that's why we're doing this episode three of this podcast is because um, an incident occurred uh, in terms of a, a cop-involved shooting um, that has disrupted the sports world. Um, if it didn't disrupt the sports world, we wouldn't be ha- here having this conversation. And a, a lot of people are going to disagree with us, and some people are going to agree with this conversation. Excuse me, conversation. But the reason we're having it is because these things continue to happen. And the definition of insanity uh, is to continue to do the same thing over and over again, uh, expecting a different result. And that's kind of what's happening here in, the, in, the, in our world right now. Um, you know, people, and I, before we get into laws and politics, people talk about the things that go on to the, in this country uh, in, in such a vacuum because everyone looks at us from the outside world um, and thinks we're nuts. And we are as, as a society, as a whole society. Um, but as we got to be better and it, it starts at the top, the, the very top. Um, and it trickles down to private citizens, but it starts with elected officials. That includes many sheriff's offices around the country. 
uh, and it goes into police departments around the country um, where, you know, we talked about it earlier. There's a chain of, not a chain of command, that's what I called it earlier, but there's a line of succession and the, the power used by police officers. Um, and if it, one, if it gets to the, if something gets to the point where you're disrupting the sports world, which it clearly takes a lot to disrupt that, there's clearly a problem, clearly and absolutely a problem. Um, but before, literally right before I, I send it over to Dave for final thoughts, uh, and, and Ray, you'll, you'll go last, but um, it, it, was, it was reported just before we got on the air here uh, that that incident in Kenosha, Wisconsin, it was one officer that fired seven shots. No other officer fired a shot. Why? Not, not why did not, why didn't another officer fire a shot? Why did one officer fire seven shots at a man who was unarmed? So, and you know what? It, it continues to happen in the same form and fashion where uh, a police officer um, discharges his weapon uh, at, at a black person. But, you know, just, just stop. Uh, on both sides train better if you know what what do athletes do when when they're making mistakes they train better so let's bring it back to sports there <laughs> and and uh you know dave i'm gonna go over to you for your final thoughts thanks joe um i think for you know the interest of full transparency like uh, a part of the reason we started to put this show together today even though we recorded that one other one yesterday and we're putting this out tomorrow is because a lot of the stuff that happened today made a lot of the stuff we talked about yesterday old news. So we had to react. Um, but another large part of the reason is because we're human beings that have empathy. And uh, if you have any empathy, any at all, you should be exhausted right now. You should be so tired. You should be so tired of listening to this. You should be as tired as Kenny Smith was today, as tired as the jet was that he had to leave work because he was just sick of it and he wanted to stand in solidarity but i saw the look on his face he's just so tired man he's so sick of it and so am i like no more basketball until everyone can stop being racist and shooting black people that's fair that's what you do for your like little kids yeah. right it's like if you if you keep screwing things up you don't get any privileges and like that's fine you know what yeah. that's fine i'm okay with that so just stop like you said joe please for the love of god just just stop yep to, to go off of that um and, and then go to Ray is that I think since about mid-March, we've all been pretty exhausted um, with a pandemic, um, multiple shootings, uh, a lot of issues in our world. And all I see personally is people taking sides whether it's a red side or a blue side or a black side or a white side, everybody's taking sides. And in my personal opinion, um, when it comes to kneeling during the national anthem, and I know I kind of took a turn here, but this was something I wanted to bring up in this, my personal opinion, stop playing the national anthem before every single sporting event in the country. Um, and that's not to deter kneeling. It's, to deter the violence that comes with a song that is supposed to be about our nation and bringing us together. 
Um, regardless of what your feelings are, um, we shouldn't play it before every sporting event. Aren't we one of the only major countries in the world that do that? Yes. Yeah, and Canada, but that's because that's because they're so intertwined with, with us. But Canada just started the Canadian Premier League uh, Soccer League last year. They don't play the Canadian National Anthem. I, Ireland does it, but that, I'm cool with that because that song slaps. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> are you are you from there? I thought you were from Cleveland. Uh, no. No. <laughs> um, so, and then my, my other two points is uh, when it comes to red and blue in terms of politics, uh, they're both wrong. And when it comes to black and white, uh, we're all people. We all... Uh, bleed red blood. Uh, we all bruise. You know, we're, we're like fruits. We uh, we all grow hair. We all we're all human. So get over it, because that's just the way it is. It, it's time to it's time to to cut the BS and um, figure out a way to fix things instead of constantly arguing on social media about how you're right and someone that doesn't have the same views as you is wrong. And to close us out, Rayshon Buchanan. So before I start, I think you should just shut up and host. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I had, to, had to uh, I, I had to lighten the move for a second. No, um, I believe that it starts with legislation. I'll say it one more time. It starts with legislation. It has to be things that are written in that's going to change because we can, we can talk all day. We can talk to the blue in the face. Unless you have things that are written on paper, um, that's the reason why we're still in a lot of the mess that we're in. We're still dealing with stuff that was written in 1776, where black people are still considered three-fifths of a person. So because of that, there's a lot of things that won't change because of stuff that's still written in laws that were never created for uh, people that look like yours truly. Um, and lastly, I just want to say, you know, united we stand, you know, divided we fall. You know, it was, like I said, it was cool to see the NBA start that. I expected them to start it, but it was cool to see the MLS. It was cool to see WNBA. It was cool to see, it really cool to see Major League Baseball uh, follow suit. Um, I, we'll see if the NHL does it. I, I don't know. I doubt that. Um, I also doubt the NFL will do it as well. Um, but we'll see if we're pleasantly, pleasantly surprised when that time comes. Um, but as always, I'll, I will end every show with this until it happens. You know, y'all need to arrest the the, the cops that killed uh, Breonna Taylor. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Dave and Craig, of course, our EP. Thank you very much. And I know that this isn't, uh, you know, we tried to keep it loose at some points in this, but, um, you know, this is this is going to sound privileged, but it doesn't it doesn't come from a privileged standpoint. Uh, you're messing with our sports. S- stop it. All right. Like it, it, it's really, just, it's very simple, uh, but that's going to end it there. So thank you all for joining us for uh, episode three of the SNSW podcast. Uh, a little bit of a, an amendment to uh, our recording from the 25th. So we hope you enjoy uh, and enjoyed both shows that came out today. Um, and uh, we want to thank uh, again, Craig, uh, for helping us get this together. And uh, Rayshon, we, we are so happy you enjoyed your sub on your porch. Um, and, uh, Dave, thank you for joining us from, uh, balmy LA and uh, I'm Joe Malkin and, uh, we will talk to you for the next SNSW podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the SNSW podcast. 
The SNSW Podcast is a one-hour weekly, two-hour monthly podcast recapping the biggest news in the world of sports with a New England flavor. The show notes and transcripts of today's episode can be found in the description below, as well as our WordPress and Buzzsprout pages. If this is your first time finding us, please consider subscribing. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever you generally find your podcast. Be sure to rate us and leave a review of any of our shows. We always appreciate the feedback. And until next time, I'm Craig D'Alessandro. Thanks for listening. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.